0: All right, turn to Isaiah 42 and Mark chapter 8. All right, Isaiah 42 and Mark chapter 8. We're going to continue our series, The Holy Bible Beyond Words. And this week, the title is, Seeing Scripture with Spiritual Sight. Seeing Scripture with Spiritual Sight. We've talked about the bread of heaven, the water of life, the breath of God, the sword of the spirit... And the symbols of Scripture. Now we're going to talk about seeing Scripture with spiritual sight. Now, I, I, the, when I first began this series, I brought this Bible with me. This is my first Bible that I had when I got saved. And if you remember, I just kind of opened up, you know, somewhere in the Bible like this and kind of flipped through, you know, just showed you how I used to mark in it. and I don't mark them anymore because they, they fall apart on you, you know. But um, this is my first Bible. The other thing I did that I showed you was I would do Bible studies and when I would study about something I would just write down scripture. I just had a strong Concordance. I didn't have a Bible program and uh, if I wanted to study on something I would just look it up and I'd, every time it was in the Bible and I'd read it and then I'd write it down so I could go back to it. Well during this time I was seeing some things that were new to me such as the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit, and healing, and deliverance, and things like that, that I'd grown up in a church that I didn't know anything about those things. And I was traveling and preaching revivals in churches, and there were other churches that were beginning to see things also that they had never seen before. And so when I would go speak at a church, most of the churches I were speaking at were churches that were kind of traditional, that were moving into some new things, learning some new things. And so this is one of those churches. And so the pastor knew that I was seeing some new things and he was seeing some new things. Now not new in the fact that they'd never been there, but new is we'd never seen them. And he knew that and so I said to him, hey, I've been studying on healing. Uh, Would you mind if I preached on healing one night? He said, no, that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, as I was praying that day, I thought about all these scriptures. That right here on this page. This is Old Testament healing. New Testament healing, healing, and the presence of oil, or the anointing of oil, because I'd heard about it. So I just thought, well, I'll just read what the Bible has to say about it. So there are 50 references here, uh, but there are actually 200 verses. And I just thought, you know, really it's the Word of God that heals people. He sent His Word and healed them. So I'm not going to make any comments. I'm just going to get up, and I'm going to say, turn to Psalm 103, and we're going to read it, 1 through 3. Then turn to Exodus 15, verse 22. And verse 26, then Deuteronomy 7, then Deuteronomy 27, Deuteronomy 28, 29. So that's what I did. I got up and I read the Bible. It was about a 40-minute, 45-minute message. I got up and I just read the Bible. All I did was read the Bible. And uh, toward the end of it, um, a lady, right before, I had about three more verses left to go. And this lady said, I'm healed. Well, I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know to say, praise the Lord, you know. So I looked at her, and I went right back to reading the Bible. (laughs) And then other people started getting healed. And all I did was read the Bible. And uh, these were notable miracles, and uh, several were confirmed by medical doctors. One lady had had several eye surgeries, went to the doctor the next morning, had 20-20 vision, and the doctor said, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. She was legally blind. Legally blind before that. So, anyway, the next day, I went to lunch with the pastor and some other people. And it was like something had gotten all over the pastor, you know? Uh, You know, sometimes tradition kind of just jumps up and grabs you when you start trying to go forward in God. And, I mean, he was, it's like he was mad at me. And I didn't know why. And so, as soon as he walked in, he said to me, I want to talk to you. Just like that. And I said, okay. He said, do you believe God heals all diseases? Just like that. Now, I I know what he was probably saying. He probably wasn't saying, can God, but he was saying, would he? In other words, it's the age-old question, is everyone going to be healed? Well, obviously, everyone's not going to be healed. Everyone's not going to be saved. Everyone's not going to be delivered. And we do live in a physical world. We do have physical bodies. We live in a fallen world. And we're going to die one day. Our, Our bodies aren't going to last forever, not these bodies. We're going to get new bodies one day. But... He, he asked this question. Well, immediately when he asked the question, I thought of a scripture. I just, he said, do you believe God heals all diseases? And I said to him, well, Psalm 103, verse 3, says he heals all our diseases. And he said, yeah, but do you believe he heals all of them? <laughs> and I said, well, Psalm 103, <laughs> verse 3, says, he heals all our diseases. And he said, yeah, but you believe he heals all of them. And I said, well, Psalm 103. <laughs> and he said to me, you're closed-minded. <laughs> and, you know, as I think back on it, I didn't even tell him if I believed it. I do, but I didn't even tell him that. I simply quoted the Bible to him, and it made him mad. Now, I want you to think about that. Is there any? Are there any verses that because of our tradition that we might read that make us mad? Why would the Bible ever get us upset to just read the Bible? You see what I'm saying? And so, anyway, um, I, I, here's what I did. I opened up my, I turned to Psalm 103. I said, here, hold on, hold on. I said, here it is. Here, here, here. It's right here. I said, look at this verse. And, and the first part of the verse, by the way, says, who forgives all your iniquities. Can I ask you something? Do you believe that part of the verse? (laughs) I hope you do. (laughs) Because we're in trouble if he doesn't. So I I said, look, look right here. I said, look at it. Who heals all your diseases. This is what he did. He went like this. I just don't see it. (laughs) Now, he didn't mean that he didn't see the words on the page. You understand? He meant he didn't agree with it, right? Okay. But what an interesting choice of words to do this right here with the Bible, I don't see it. Let me say it another way. He saw it with his natural eyes, but he couldn't see it with his spiritual eyes because his tradition has had blinded his spiritual sight. So is it possible that some of our tradition may have blinded us to parts of this book? You see? All right. So, I I only have two points today, all right? Normally I have three, I have two today, all right? Here's number one. Recognize we are blind without God. Recognize we are blind without God. Now, in Isaiah 42, you there? Isaiah 42, verse 18. Isaiah 42, 18. Hear you deaf. Now, that's a little strange. To say, all you deaf people, I'm going to make an announcement. Listen. Hear you deaf, so obviously he's not talking about natural deafness. He's talking about spiritual deafness. Hear you deaf, and look you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant? He's talking about my people now. Or deaf as my messenger whom I send. Who is blind as he who is perfect? In other words, someone that is already perfect. He he can't learn anything. He already knows everything. And blind is the Lord's servant, seeing many things, but you do not observe, opening the ears, but he does not hear. All right? Maybe you might have to flip over one page. Isaiah 43, verse 8. Isaiah 43, verse 8. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Look at Jeremiah chapter 5. Just go to your right, maybe just a few pages. Jeremiah chapter 5, this is a a theme that runs all through the Bible about being blind spiritually and deaf spiritually. Jeremiah 5 verse 21, hear this now, O foolish people without understanding, who have eyes and see not, and who have ears and hear not. Now go to the right again to Ezekiel chapter 12. You might see Lamentations, which is between Jeremiah and Ezekiel, but you probably won't. It's real small. It's five chapters. It's very good, by the way. It has a lot of types and shadows and symbols in it. Ezekiel chapter 12, look at verse 2. Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see, but does not see, and ears to hear, but do- does not hear for they are a rebellious house. Okay, here we've got God saying, you have eyes, but you can't see. You have ears, but you can't hear. Think about all the times that Jesus said the same thing to the disciples. You have eyes, but you can't see. Think about when he talked about the Pharisees. They have eyes, but they can't see. Well did Isaiah prophesy of them, seeing many things they will not see, hearing many things they will not hear, they will not observe, because their hearts are hardened. He talks about this all through Scripture. You have eyes, but you can't see. You have ears, but you can't hear. In other words, we have to be able to see things. Now, just liken this to the natural. Is it possible in the natural to be looking right at someone and not see them? Sure it is. How many times does that happen? Matter of fact, you might even be in church. And you kind of look around. You look over and you see someone you know, and they're looking right at you. And so you go, like that. And they go like this. <laughs> you think, well, what's wrong with him? I mean, I, I didn't do anything. And, and then we're worshiping God, and you're thinking, that guy <laughs> treating me like that? Uh, you follow me? Right? Okay. So in the natural, it's possible to be looking somewhere and not see. Is it possible to read a chapter in your Bible... And after you read it, not have any idea of what you just read. Oh, yeah. In other words, you saw it in the natural, but you didn't see it in the spiritual. Now, in the natural, by the way, just to just give you a, a, a little uh, humorous illustration. Um, I, I've been married 29 years now, so I know this as a fact. Women can see better than men. Women can see things that aren't there. Is that true? <laughs> and just give you a little illustration. This is happening for you. Honey, where's my blue shirt? It's in your closet. So I'll go in and I look for my blue shirt. But it's not in my closet. But I don't want to call yet for help. <laughs> I want to make sure that this time I'm right. So, I go through every shirt. <laughs> I get finished and I say, sugar? Uh, it's not in my closet. So, what, what happens? I mean, what ha- <sighs> She walks in and does this right here. It's right there. You have eyes, but you can't see. No, you you voodoo woman. (laughs) You can make things appear that aren't there. Is it possible that we can be reading our Bible and say, I just don't see it. But it's right there. It's right in front of our eyes. All right? Here's point number two. Receive your spiritual sight. Receive your spiritual sight. All right, now turn over to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, Jesus heals a blind man. But he does it in a way that he didn't do it any other time that we know of. And I think that there is a a key to seeing in the spiritual in this passage. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he, now I want you to notice what your Bible says, and when he had spit on his eyes, Jesus spat on his eyes, okay? And put his hands on him. He asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Now there are we we, we have no idea how many blind people Jesus healed. Because many times it would say he healed all who came to him, and many who were blind and lame came to him, and he healed them in the city. And okay, so But there are five times that it tells us how he did it or what he did in the natural. Uh, one time he, uh, sp- he just spoke. He simply spoke. Another time he cast uh, uh, a demon out of it, out of the blind man. Another time he touches one. Another time he spits on the ground, uh, makes mud, or the Bible says clay, and rubs his on his eyes. This time, he spits on his eyes. Now, I realize this is not the image that we have in our minds when we think of Jesus. When you think of Jesus, you do not think of... (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) But that's what he did. Can you imagine? They brought a blind man to him. They said, would you touch him? And Jesus went... On his eyes. By the way, the Greek word for spit is patuo. <laughs> patuo. It's almost like if I don't get you with the first spittle, I'll get you with the second. <laughs> patuo. Okay. But when we talk about the Scripture, remember we talked about a few weeks ago that the Word of God, Jesus is the Word of God, that the Word is like water, that the, word, the enemy the enemy spewed water out of his mouth as a flood. All right, think about this. Saliva from Jesus touched his eyes. And something happened. And I wonder what happened. Uh, a few years ago, I was preaching in the church. And finished, we went out to eat afterwards, went back to the hotel room, and I wasn't tired turned the television on, turned to a Christian channel. There was a guy preaching. He was preaching on this passage. And he got this passage. Jesus put his hands on him and spit on his eyes and said, what do you see? He said, I I see men like trees walking. Put his hands on him again. And then his eyesight was restored. He saw everyone clearly. This is what the guy on TV said. He said, you see, even with Jesus, it doesn't always work the first time. I was shocked. I couldn't believe he even said it. He started building a case to back up his particular theology from that. that. I want you to think about this. Even with God, isn't Jesus God? <laughs> Here's what the guy said. Even with God, it doesn't always work. That's crazy. The one who spoke and created everything. And so I remember thinking, that's not right. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know why he saw men like trees walking, but that's not right. So I'm, I'm going to figure it out. So I started reading. I started reading. I read, and I read about every blind man he healed. So I told you, I know about all of them that he tells about. I read all sorts of stuff. I read, and I read, and I read. Finally, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm reading my Bible, 1 o'clock in the morning, still trying to figure this out. And it's like the Lord just kind of walked up behind me and was looking over my shoulder. And I'm not saying he was, but that's what I felt. And, and, and he said this. He said, what are you doing? Just like that. What are you doing? I said, I'm trying to figure this out. With no help from you, I might add. <laughs> and so he said, do you think I know what it means? I said, well, of course you know what it means. He said, Oh, why don't you just ask me? Never thought of that. (laughs) So I said, okay, what? And I was going to say, what does it mean? And before I could even get the word what out of my mouth, the answer was there like that. I knew it immediately. It was a revelation. Yet, I then backed up the revelation of Scripture, all right? So let me tell you the revelation, and then let me show you the Scripture to back it up, okay? He puts Jesus, the the Son of God, the creator of all and the sustainer of all, puts his hands on him and says, Now what do you see? He said, I see men like trees walking. Then he puts his hands on him again, and then he saw everything natural, in the natural, clearly. Let me ask you this How many sets of eyes do you have? (laughs) You have two sets of eyes. You have natural eyes, and you have spiritual eyes. Is it possible that when Jesus put his hands on him the first time, that Jesus opened his spiritual eyes? And then the second time, he opened his natural eyes. Why do I say that? Because in the Bible, men are like trees. Remember, this is a spiritual book written to spiritual beings. And here, here, let me just read you a few where the Bible talks about men, but it's talking about people. I mean, pardon me, it talks about trees, but we know it's talking about people. Let me just read you a few. Psalm 1, verse 3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. This is a man who meditates on the Word of God. is like a tree planted by the water. Psalm 52, verse 8 says, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. Psalm 92, 12, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Isaiah 55, 12. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Matthew 7. This is a Sermon on the Mount, verse 17. Even so, Jesus said, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Now, let me ask you a very simple question. Do you really believe that Jesus came to earth to teach us Horticulture, because he said, "Good trees bear good tr- fruit; bad trees bear bad fruit." Do you think they were there saying, "I'm gonna write that down," because I'm gonna plant an orchard next year, and I want to remember? He's talking about, he was talking about trees. What? He's talking about trees. Do you think he was talking about trees? No, he's talking about people. Jesus himself was talking about people, but he said trees. All right, watch this one. In Zechariah, Zechariah is in the spirit. He's seeing in the spirit because he's seeing a spiritual vision. He's seeing a vision in the spirit. Zechariah 4, verse 11. Then I answered and said to him, what are those two olive trees? What are those trees? I see two olive trees. What are those two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left? Verse 14. So he said, these are the two anointed ones Who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. He's seeing, he's in a vision, he's seen a vision, so he's seeing in the spirit, he saw trees, but they were people. Uh, By the way, watch this Revelation 11, verse 3 says, And I will give power to my two witnesses, these two witnesses in the last days, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth, these are the two olive trees. (laughs) these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. Are you all following me? I just gave you a few scriptures on trees. See, when the Bible talks about trees, there are times, obviously, it's talking about real trees, but there are times it's talking about people. So Jesus puts his hands on him, says, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees, puts his hands on them again. I'm telling you, he opened his spiritual eyes and he opened his natural eyes. But let me explain something. Again, if you see something in the Word, you need to let the Word confirm it. So the Lord said to me, read the context. Read the context of what was happening that day, all right? So let me explain a little, and then we'll read some more, all right? Um, Jesus had just fed 4,000. Now, he fed 5,000 one time with five loaves and two fish, and he fed 4,000 with seven loaves, okay? This is the feeding of the 4,000. Then, right after he feeds it. Now, if you want to talk about spiritual blindness, I want you to see. You can read this later, Mark 8. This is spiritual blindness. Listen to this. He he feeds 4,000 people with seven loaves. And as soon as the meal is finished, the Pharisees came to him and said to him, "Uh, show us a sign. (laughs) Jesus is thinking, were you here for lunch? (laughs) So Jesus then makes this statement. Now this is, remember we started in verse 22, right, of Mark 8. You still there in Mark 8? We're going to back up now and read verses 13 through 21. What happened right before this healing of the blind man? Verse 13. And he left them, and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Now they just had a feast. And they had seven baskets left over, by the way. They had forgotten to take bread. And they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Now watch this, talk about spiritual blindness. And they reasoned among themselves saying, uh, he's mad because we don't have any bread. (laughs) It's because we have no bread. I told you we should have brought more bread. I told you. He's mad about the bread. But Jesus, verse 17, being aware of it, wait, 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 by the way, do you think he was talking about natural bread when he said beware of the bread or the leaven of the Pharisees? No, he's talking about the teaching, the words, right? Okay, watch. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, why do you reason among yourselves? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Watch, having eyes, but you do not see. Having ears, but you do not hear. Watch this. And do you not remember? when I I, I just hear the frustration of Jesus. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up afterwards? They said, uh, 12. Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven. So he said, how is it you still do not understand? Here's what he was saying. Fellas, if I wanted bread, I'd just whip a sum up. (laughs) Bread is not the problem. I'm not talking about natural bread. We, We got one loaf and 12 dudes. I can take care of it. I'm not talking about natural bread. I'm talking about spiritual bread. But you know why you can't understand what I'm talking about? You know why? Because you have eyes, but you can't see. You can see in the natural, but you can't see in the spiritual. You remember after the resurrection what he did? He opened their spiritual eyes. So that they could comprehend the scriptures is what it says. He opened their understanding so they could comprehend the scriptures. Okay, so he gets off the boat. He's, he's, he's frustrated, I think. I mean, he's not mad at the Pharisees because he's, he's thinking about these are the 12 guys I'm turning it over to. Pretty. I'm about to leave. These are the guys. They still think when I say beware of the leaven of the Pharisees that I'm talking about bread, you see? So he gets off the boat and they brought him. We stopped at verse 21. Remember earlier, we started verse 22, and they brought a blind man to him and said, would you touch him? Here's what Jesus thought. This is great. This is perfect. Mark is here. He's got his tape recorder. He's going to write a book about this. (laughs) So the son of God puts his hands on him and says, now tell me what you see. He said, I see men like trees walking. I think Jesus said, write that down, Mark. Write down what he said. Then he puts his hands on him again, so now we see. Well, now I can see in the natural. Are you all following me? Okay. You think, well, I, I need that. Can I tell you something? You got it. You got it. The Bible says that there's a veil over our eyes until we believe. You remember what happened with Paul? When Ananias laid his hands on him, when Paul got saved, what happened? Scales fell off his eyes. You say, well, then what can stop me? I'm a believer. What stopped that pastor that day? Okay, let me tell you. Here it is, pride. If you ever read this book, like you think you know everything already, and like, well, let's see, where's my daily read today? Okay, Mark 8, yeah, I've already read that. I already know all there is to know in Mark 8. I know he fed 4,000, he healed a blind man. I already know this book. If you read like that, you'll not see anything you'll be blind spiritually but if you take your Bible and you say Lord I'm blind without you I can't see without you I can't hear I cannot understand this book unless you show me and please understand something I did that this morning when I read the Bible today before I read it I said Lord I cannot understand this book unless you explain it to me. And I ask you, just like I did in that hotel room that night, I ask you to show it to me. And things jump off the page. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you to receive your spiritual sight today. I want you to say, Lord can't see without you. I can't hear without you. I want, to, I want the Bible to jump off the page at me. And I want to see things in Scripture like Pastor Robert Solomon. I want to see those things. And I want you to speak to me for my job, for my career, for my family, for my marriage, for my life. I want to live by the Word of God, not by bread, natural bread alone. So just tell him that. And we want to pray for you. If you're going through any type of difficulty in any area of your life, finances, health, marriage, family, any area, if you're going through a difficulty, we want to pray for you. And please don't be embarrassed. You, that you will, you don't allow Satan to embarrass you because you're going to come to the front for someone to pray for you. We do it every week. It's normal. It's, what church, it's what's normal in church to ask someone to pray for you. It's normal. We all need prayer. I need prayer. We all need prayer. So no matter which campus you're attending, you're at Southlake, if you're at NRH, if you're in an overflow room, in just a moment we're going to stand. When we stand, there are going to be leaders at the front. And you just come to one of the leaders and say, this is what I need prayer for. And some some of us may need to really give control to God. Maybe you've taken control of your life back in an area and you need to give him control. Some of you say, well, I don't even know if I'm going to go to heaven when I die. Please, we can help you. Jesus took the most complex issue in the world and made it simple. And we can help you. So if you need prayer for any area of your life, when we stand, I want you to just come to the front. All right? Holy Spirit, I pray you'll draw every person that has any prayer need. In Jesus' name, amen.